Happy New Year. Are you, yeah, go ahead, clap, that's right. Now, how many of you are like me? When you look back at last year, you've got 2020 vision. Right? Hindsight's 2020, and certainly last year that would be the case. But we don't want to look at last year. We want to look ahead at 2021, don't we? And so we need to look at the lens we use to look ahead this new year because it makes all the difference in the world. Now, how many of you like to make New Year's resolutions? It's okay. It's all right. If you do, yeah, that's all right. Go ahead. How many of you don't like to make New Year's resolutions? How many of you, somebody else makes your New Year's resolutions for you? <laughs> yeah, let's just be honest about it, right? Well, here's the deal. If you like to or if you don't like to, basically there are two groups of people. The people who make New Year's resolutions are the dreamers, right? Is that cr That's correct. And then the people who don't make New Year's resolutions are the realists, right? Now, now look. There's nothing wrong with either one of these groups, okay? It's not bad to be in either one of these groups. I'm just telling you how it is, all right? So here's the deal. The interesting thing is, you know what happens with dreamers and realists? They get married. That's what happens. And, and then where are you? Because it, it creates all kinds of interesting conversations and thoughts, right? So here's how it works. The dreamers say, this is a new year. This is my year. I am so excited. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. I'm going to do this. It's going to be the best year ever. And then the realists look at you and say, that's what you said last year, right? Isn't that true? Okay, but, but it's okay because dreamers and realists, we just look at things differently. Neither one is right or wrong. It's just the way we're wired, dreamers, dreamers and realists. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to look this year through a new lens as we look at the oncoming year of 2021. And ultimately, we're going to look ahead. And here's what I want you to see. We want to look at that together. And whether we're dreamers or we're realists, we want to look at the possibilities. The possibilities. Because there's all kinds of possibilities this year, right? It's through the lens of seeing this new year through possibilities that all things can happen. Realist, let me talk to you for a minute. You know, I appreciate your pushback, and I appreciate your questions, because that's just who you are, really. But I, here's what I want you to hear me say. If you're a realist, just be careful. Don't transition to becoming a pessimist, okay? See, it's a little bit further down the road, but it can happen. And here's why. You don't want to do this because... Pessimists don't get invited to parties. Okay, I'm just being honest with you. I'm just trying to help you out. Did you get invited to a New Year's party? No. Why? Because you were a pessimist. See there? That's why. And COVID. That's the other reason. But hey. <laughs> okay. And dreamers, it's okay to dream. It's all right. It's great. But here's the deal. You need to dream with a plan. You need to try to implement your dreams and see them happen. So possibility is important. It affects your future. It affects your year, and it affects you, right? In fact, if you look at most breakthroughs, here's what happens. Whether it's in business or culture or organizations, some person or some group of people said, 
you know, there's a possibility that we could make this happen. And then they did it. They implemented it. And when you have a small group of people, you know what? You come together and you together say, we can do this. It can happen. And there's potential for what you do. The opposite is true as, as well. If you think about the year ahead, and you know you're correct, if you think about things that can happen, they will. If you think about things that can't happen, they won't, right? Because if you don't believe in it, it's not going to happen. So whether you're a dreamer or a realist, I want to challenge you today to look through the lens of possibility. Let me give you an example. There were these two guys who got together and they said, they, they, were, they were guys who were brothers, Wilbur and Orville Wright, the Wright brothers. And when they married, both of their wives said, look, I met Mr. Wright. I don't know that they said that, but I thought that, you know. Okay, so here's what they did. You know what these guys were? They, they owned a bicycle shop. That's what they did. And, and so what they would do is they would also sit around and they would draw birds and they would study the way birds flew. And one day they were both sitting there drawing these birds and studying all the aerodynamics of birds. And one of the brothers looked at the other one and said, you know, I think if we could harness the aerodynamics and the possibilities and, and all that takes place in birds, that we might be able then to create something that would allow us to fly. And the other brother checked his breath. That's what happened. They, no, they probably both were dreamers. They probably both saw that that could happen. And if you've ever flown in a plane, you know these guys were on the right track. Why? Because they saw the possibility of what could happen. The Wright Brothers is an amazing book written by David McCullough. And in it he says, the fact is these guys had no business figuring out in no way did they have to discourage or deter them. They, they, didn't, they didn't give up even though they had no business doing that any more than anything, anybody else. They had no college education. They had no formal training. They weren't people that experienced working with anybody else other than themselves. They had no friends in high places. Uh -huh. They had no financial backers. They had no government subsidies. They had very little money. And there was an entirely real possibility that they could be killed while they were trying to do this. And yet, they went for it anyway. They, they, you know, the United States government went to this guy named Samuel Langley, and they said, we're going to pay you $70,000 to see if you can figure out how to fly. And so that's what they did, and he failed. You know how much the Wright brothers did it for? Less than 1000 bucks. They figured out how to fly. You know, it made them look at the possibilities for their future, for the year, and for themselves. So practically speaking, how do you apply this to your life? How do you define reality? You know, don't let it define you, but you define it. Live in the space of possibility, but maybe lease a little space also in the land of reality. Kind of have a balance of both. And here's what they did. They decided that they would take action on what they wanted to see accomplished. Now let me ask you a question. What do you think is possible for you in the new year? Turn to the person next to you and ask them that question. What do you think is possible for you in the new year, okay? We don't have time for you to answer. Just ask the question, okay? We're moving on. 
do, do you think maybe if let's say for example that you want to make some kind of headway some kind of improvement in your financial situation do you think that that's possible that you could see that happen sure if you think you could then you probably can if you think you can't then you probably won't right what do you think is possible for your marriage do you think that you could improve your marriage if you think you could you could if you think you can't you can't right so what about your health what about your life what about your spiritual life what about your emotional life what about this new year what do you see when you look and whether you're a dreamer or a realist you can view this new year through a different lens and here's what I want you to ask now, the other question. What does God think is possible for you in this new year? Think about that for just a minute. What does God think is possible for you in this new year? Now, what we're saying is that the creator of the universe thinks that something is possible for you. Wouldn't you want to know what that is? I mean, if God thinks it's possible, there's a pretty good chance it's possible, wouldn't you say? Well... I want you to realize that you can believe in that and you can you can experience it. Now, some of you here today may be people who don't believe in God. Maybe you're watching online and, and you don't believe in God. And let me just say, I want to congratulate you on tuning in because it means that you're totally open-minded. You don't even believe in God, and yet you're willing to listen and learn and see what you might say. Now, I might not say anything today, that causes you to believe in God, you know, nothing may change. But let me just say this. Even if you don't believe in God, I want you to know God believes in you. That's right, isn't it? That's right. And maybe you've been told all your life, you know, you got to believe in God. You got to believe in God. But I want you to know he believes in you. He believes in you. And, and maybe today you might see what his possibility is for your life. Now, the scriptures say that with God, a few things are possible. Is that what it says? Amen. I hear that. Uh, some people say uh, maybe some things are possible. Is that what it says? With God, all things are possible. So I didn't just make that up. That's scriptural. God says all things are possible. Specifically, here's what God says is possible for you. Now, this is where you would write this down, right? You would want to write these things down. If you've got a pen or a pencil, because you think, I'll remember it. No, you won't. You won't remember it. You can't remember what you had for dinner last night, okay? So you have to write it down, but here's the list. God says love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Those are all possible for you. And let me just say, if you make New Year's resolutions, that everything that you might make a resolution about is covered in that list. We've just covered everything that you might want to make a commitment to right there. When it comes to New Year's resolutions, we found them all right there. To take care of your finances, then God might give you more self-control. Maybe you want to have more patience and you want to be a better steward with what you're doing. Maybe you want to get back into good health, back into shape, and have self-control. Or maybe you've got an addiction or an appetite that's controlling you, and you want to get back into control. Or maybe there's a worry or an anxiety or a depression that's battering you, and God says, no, you can have joy and love and peace. 
Maybe you're impatient with the people of your family, those that are your closest to, and you just don't have patience for them. You can change. You can have more self-control. Now, this is written in the book of Galatians. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. But watch this. The reason that God thinks this is possible is because this is the fruit of the Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. You know what that means? That very simply, if you and I walk and abide with God, that we can experience the fruit of the Spirit. John Wesley started the Methodist Church, but he didn't have any fruit in his ministry because he wasn't a Christian. He wasn't saved. He had a lot of head knowledge. He was a scholar. He went to Oxford, but he didn't have a heart experience. And it wasn't until he had that heart experience that he began to see things change. And he wrote in his diary that night when he made a commitment, I felt my heart strangely warmed. Because now he had this new experience, this relationship with God. Now, we're not here to try to get you to have a growing religion. We're trying to here to help you have a growing relationship because that's what it means to be a Christian, to abide and to walk and to stay in Christ. And when we get to December the 31st in 2021, what we want to see happen by then is that we've grown. We've seen progress. Things have changed. We've taken action. We see the fruit of the Spirit in us. So you might need to know to ask the question to other people. In other words, if you don't see yourself accurately, then somebody else can help you see yourself, right? Because how many of you know we all lie? How many of you, we're all liars? Look at the person next to you and say, you lie like a rug. Go ahead and tell them that right now. Yeah, it'll do you good. Really, you'll feel better if you just tell them they're liars, right? Because here's the deal. Um, now think about it. Stay with me. Let's say that you go get on the scales and you say, I'm losing weight to yourself, right? And then you look down and the numbers haven't moved. They're the same place they were. You lie. You lie like a rug because there's nobody there to say, that's not true. There's no change. Nothing's happened. And so that's what happens for a lot of us. And so we need somebody else to give us a little input. So if you're married... Go to your spouse, and you say to your spouse, I want you to tell me one of these fruits of the Spirit that I need. And when they start listing every one of them and start naming other things, you say, no, 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 that's not what I asked for. Time out. I ask you to give me one, and that's all I want, thank you very much. So tell me what that is. Maybe if you're not married, you talk to a friend or a group of friends, or your small group, and you say, okay, which one of these one things do you think maybe I need to focus on this year? And ultimately, what you can do is ask God, God, would you tell me which one of the fruits of the Spirit I need to focus on this new year, 2021? Because the consensus of the homework is right here for you, okay? So between now and next Sunday, number one, I want you to choose one of these. You got that? So that's your homework assignment. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Number two, I want you to get in a group. If you're not in a group, I want you to get in a group. If you are in a group, I want you to talk to them about it. And, and if you want to get in a group and you're not in one, here's what you can do. 
you can go to woodlawnpcb.info and we can help you get in a group or you can call the church office. We can help you. If you want to do one in person, if you want to do one online, we can make that happen. So we will help you if you will take advantage of that. Number three, I want you to come back next Sunday and the next and the next. All of you liars, I want you here every Sunday, okay? I'm not asking much, right? But I, but I do. I want you to be here because it will help you. And if you'll choose one of these things, then it'll help you to take a step forward. God's greatest plan for you and for me is Jesus. And if Jesus is your best plan, then you've got the best is yet to come. Isn't that the truth? Because he's so good. Now, the great news is on December the 31st, you can experience the, the progress, the positive experience that you want to have. But here's the deal. you got to be desperate and you got to be dependent on Jesus. Okay? Because there's no way that's going to... Just because you're smart, just because you're a good person, just because you're really sharp, none of that stuff's going to happen unless you're desperate and dependent upon Jesus. You're going to have to cling to Jesus daily. You're going to be laser-focused, dependent upon Jesus because Jesus makes a few things possible. Some things possible. All things possible. That's right. And if you're wrecked by addiction or maybe an appetite, then you turn to God and say, Lord, I need self-control. All things, he says, are possible with him. And if your relationships are being wrecked right now and you want to see them improve, Lord, give me patience. Lord, help me to, to just release this hatred in my heart right now. Jesus says love is possible. And if you have worry and anxiety and depression and they're pushing you down all the time, Jesus says that you can have peace and love and joy. All those things are possible. Do you believe that? Do you want to leave today? Do you believe that? Okay, so here's the question. What does God think is possible for you in this new year? And the answer is the fruit of the Spirit. Now let me just, can I close by telling you a personal kind of a story of thing? Huh? Just between us, okay, doesn't have to go any further. My wife, Laura, decided a few months ago that she needed to lose weight. And so... What did she do? She split the atom. No, she went on a diet and she lost weight. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that great? Okay, then guess what she decided? I needed to lose weight. And so she put me on a diet. Now, she's been on it two months longer than me. She's lost more weight than I have, but I've actually lost some weight. How about that? Don't I look great? Really? Okay. So, so I lost a little bit of weight. Now, here's the deal. What we need to realize is that, that anything is possible with God's help, right? And so I want you to choose one of these things, one of these fruits of the Spirit. I want you to come back Sunday and every Sunday after that. I want you to get involved in some type of small group. And I want you to journey together with those folks so that on December the 31st, you can say, hey, guess what? I made progress. Things got better. I've experienced some of the fruit of the Spirit in my life. I'm not done, but I'm working. I'm going in the right direction, and I want to see that happen. Let's pray together. Father, 
Thank you for the fruit of the Spirit. I pray that we might see it, experience it, exhibit it in our lives, that we might be an inspiration to others to do the very same thing. I pray in your Son's name. Amen.